This is Leading Age Illinois E-News for the week of January 27, 2020. And now for your top stories. Early bird registration for 2020 Leading Age Illinois Meeting and Expo ends Friday, January 31st. Stay in the know with the latest policy and issues providers face in senior living by attending the 2020 Leading Age Illinois Meeting and Expo. Take advantage of the early bird rates by registering before January 31st. The conference will take place March 17th through 19th at the Renaissance Schomburg Convention Center. Earn your CEs, meet with subject matter experts, business vendors, and network with your peers at this can't-miss event. CMS announces integration of eight compare sites. On January 23rd, CMS announced that the eight compare websites currently operating will be integrated into one streamlined user interface in spring 2020. The move is part of CMS's effort to increase transparency and will create a one-stop shop for Medicare beneficiaries exploring their provider options. Currently, CMS operates separate compare sites for eight different types of Medicare providers, which are hospitals, home health, nursing homes, hospices, inpatient rehabilitation facilities, long-term care hospitals, doctors, and other professionals, as well as dialysis facilities. While some sites look similar to one another, nursing home compare and hospital compare, others vary drastically, such as hospice compare versus home health compare, making navigation challenges for beneficiaries and stakeholders difficult. The goal of the new compare website, which will be known as Medicare Compare, will be allowed to beneficiaries to access information and compare providers from a single site with a unified, consistent look and feel across providers and care settings. CMS cautions, however, that Medicare Care Compare will not change how quality and other information is collected or measured. CMS is currently working with stakeholders for feedback on the new site. Public preview and feedback will begin in spring 2020 when the site becomes available for public use. Existing Compare websites will continue to operate concurrently until the fall of 2020 when the eight existing Compare sites are retired and Medicare Care Compare assumes the role of the primary integrated Compare website. Leading Age is working to provide input to CMS at this time and will notify members when public preview begins. Upcoming 2020 Census Several have asked about how various aspects of the census will work. Here's some information that may be helpful as you encourage the older adults in your communities to participate. Nursing facilities, skilled nursing facilities, and inpatient hospices are all considered group quarters by the Census Bureau. The Census Bureau will mail a letter in January to the administrators of group quarters phase one of that process. During phase two, February 3rd through March 6th, census workers will visit group quarter with which they were unable to establish contact during this phase two. Assisted living facilities and independent living sections of life plan communities and affordable housing communities are considered housing units, not group quarters. And the census of those residents will be taken at the same as other renters. To understand more about the importance of the census to older adults, This article may be helpful which addresses the privacy concerns of older adults with online format and reminds everyone that people can also participate in the census via paper. 
Older adults may also decide to apply for temporary positions as census workers. Interpretive Guidance for Phase 3 ROPs Leading Age continues discussions with CMS and confirmed that they are still on track to release Phase 3 Interpretive Guidance for Quarter 2 2020. They were unable to give a time frame for the release of guidance related to the facility reported incidents as alluded to in the FY 2020 Mission and Priorities document. Other than to say that we won't see it in Q1 2020. Focus Surveys Schizophrenia surveys will be the priority for 2020, though providers may also see dementia-focused surveys. Both come out of the National Partnership to Improve Dementia Care and Nursing Homes Initiative and examine antipsychotic usage, appropriateness of schizophrenia diagnosis, and care and services for residents diagnosed with dementia. Late Adopters CMS has not yet finalized goals for 2020 for this program. The 2019 goal was a 15% reduction in antipsychotic usage among late adopters. Removal of Section G from the MDS to be implemented October 2020. Section G is out. Section CG is in for all residents, regardless of payer source or their length of stay. CMS has not yet announced a plan of how case zero mix adjustments for staffing and quality measures that presently incorporate DAD from Section G will be updated with the removal of Section G. Falls. CMS and Congress have been keeping an eye on falls and falls reporting. Providers need to ensure accurate reporting on the MDS of falls and injuries related to the falls that occur both in the nursing how and prior to nursing home admission. This includes correcting discharge assessments to accurately reflect diagnoses for residents who are transferred to the ER after a fall. Standing Topics CMS reiterated previous messages on our standing topics. Infection control. Hand hygiene is still the biggest issue. CMS noted that the continued underuse of alcohol-based hand rubs and also noted abuse. This will continue to be a hot topic. Watch for red flags like a history of behaviors and take appropriate steps to protect other residents from those behaviors. IDPH proposes rules on staffing and psychotropic medications. IDPH recently proposed amendments to the Skilled Nursing and Intermediate Care Facilities Code, implementing provisions of Public Acts 101-10 and 100-217. The rulemaking establishes oversight procedures and penalties for nursing homes that violate minimum staffing requirements or that fail to obtain informed consent from residents prior to administering psychotropic medications. Here's a look at this regulation. Staffing requirements. The rulemaking clarifies current IDPH rules requiring that at least 10% of nursing and personal care time to be provided by registered professional nurses and the other 15% of nursing and personal care time to be provided by either RNs or licensed practical nurses for a total of 25% of care time that must be provided by licensed nurses. The remaining 75% may be provided by other direct care staff, including certified nurse assistants, psychiatric or physical rehabilitation aides, and licensed physical, occupational, speech, or respiratory therapists. 
minimum staffing ratios are 3.8 hours of nursing and personal care per day for each skilled care resident and 2.5 hours of nursing and personal care per day for each intermediate care resident. The services that constitute skilled care examples are administering medication by injection or intravenously and intermediate care examples administering routine and oral medication are listed. Time spent in meals or breaks, scheduling training, or unpaid clinical nurse aid training shall not be included in the staffing ratio calculations. Written work schedules shall be posted at least 10 days in advance and kept on file in a paper or electronic format for at least two years after the scheduled work period. Procedures for facilities to submit quarterly compliance review data to IDPH are outlined. When conducting inspections, surveys, and evaluations, IDPH will calculate a facility's direct care staffing based on the finalized working schedule and daily resident census reports for the two weeks preceding the first day of the inspection. Facilities that do not meet minimum staffing ratios must post notices on their websites and in prominent locations within the facility, including all public entrances, next to the registration desk, and inside the main lobby. RN Staffing Waivers A facility that has been cited for failure to meet RN staffing requirements may obtain a waiver from those requirements if it demonstrates that it has been unable to hire a sufficient number of RNs, that it has made diligent efforts to recruit RNs, and that the waiver will not endanger the resident health or safety. Facilities with RN staffing waivers must have a physician or RN immediately available by telephone when the minimum RN staffing is not on site. Waivers will be reviewed on a quarterly basis and the facility must notify all residents, their guardians or representatives, applicants and prospective residents, and the Office of the State Long-Term Care Ombudsman of the waiver. Facilities that have major violations or deficiencies within the previous three years are not eligible for RN staffing waivers. Penalties During the initial implementation period for this rulemaking, no monetary penalties for noncompliance with staffing requirements will be imposed, but IDPH will issue written notices of noncompliance and facilities must submit a plan of correction for deficiencies. Monetary penalties will be imposed beginning no later than January 1, 2021. For a first violation, the penalty shall be 125% of the cost of wages and benefits for the missing staffing hours, increasing to 150% of wage and benefits cost for the second violation and 200% of the staffing cost, wage and benefit costs, for third and subsequent violations. Penalties may be adjusted if the deviation from staffing requirements was 10% or less and may be waived entirely if unforeseen circumstances prevented scheduled staff from reporting to work. Psychotropic Medications With regard to psychotropic medications, the rulemaking requires the process of securing informed consent in non-emergency situations to include a private discussion of the medication's risks and benefits, the most likely consequences of taking or not taking the medication, and possible alternatives to the proposed medication among the residents, 
the resident's representative and decision maker, and at least one of the following. The resident's physician, registered pharmacist other than the dispensing pharmacist for the facility in which the resident lives, or a licensed nurse. Information addressed in this discussion must be given to the resident or decision maker in writing with provisions in that document for the resident and decision maker to either give or refuse informed consent. The resident and decision maker shall also be advised that the informed consent may be withdrawn at any time and that the resident may refuse to take the medication at any time even if informed consent has been given. In an emergency, the facility shall document the situation in detail and present the documentation to the resident and his or her decision maker. Informed consent must be renewed when the type or dosage of the medication changes, when the resident's care plan changes in a matter that affects the medication prescription, or at least once a year. Dosages in excess of the maximums recommended in pharmacy reference guides shall not be proposed or administered unless the prescriber can state a justifying reason for doing so. Dosages in excess of the recommended maximums shall be reviewed on a weekly basis. A resident who refuses to take psychotropic medication cannot be discharged from a facility on that basis unless the facility demonstrates that this refusal places health and safety of this resident or other residents at risk. In such cases, documentation of that alleged risk must be presented to the resident and decision maker, IDPH, and the Office of the State Long-Term Care Ombudsman. No later than April 10, 2021, all nursing facilities must implement written procedures for compliance with these informed consent provisions. Violations of any individual's informed consent that last seven days or more will carry fines of up to $1,100 per occurrence and, if repeated, reduce the facility's license to a conditional license. Additionally, any facility that violates informed consent rules will be required to obtain the signatures of two licensed healthcare professionals on every informed consent form for psychotropic medication. New draft version of MDS 3.0 item set change history for October 2020. A new draft version of the MDS 3.0 item set change history for October 2020 was posted. This document reflects the changes in the draft version of the 2020 MDS item sets posted on December 20th, 2019. 2020 Partisan Quality Campaign kicks off in Mendota. The first visit of the 2020 Partisan Quality Campaign was held in Mendota recently. It was another big year for the Partisan Quality Campaign in 2019, and it looks to be so in 2020. Erica Falk, Administrator of Mendota Lutheran Home, and residents and staff recently hosted State Representative Lance Yednock. It was his second Partisan Quality visit since taking office in 2019. Jason Speaks represented Leading Age Illinois during the visit. The home opened in 1952 and was the previous site of a hospital. They currently have 40 residents. The representative, who was on his first ever visit to the community, had a meeting with the home leadership in the boardroom, followed by a tour. He pledged to continue to make member visits to gain a better understanding of the issues. 
If you would like to take part in the 2020 Partisan Quality Campaign, contact Jason Speaks. Supportive Living Program Rates This notice informs Supportive Living Program providers that the Department of Healthcare and Family Services has received federal approval for the SLP waiver amendment that implements the reimbursement methodology changes specified in Public Act 101-10. The new reimbursement methodology is effective January 1, 2020 and incorporates the following items. Rates for supportive living services will be set at 54.3% of the average total nursing facility per diem for each ge geographic rate region. Rates for dementia care services will be set at 127% of the supportive living service rate for each geographic rate region. Rates will be updated whenever the total nursing facility service per diems are updated, which is currently done on a quarterly basis. The rates for January 1, 2020 have been entered into the state's payment system. All newly submitted claims will be priced using the updated rates. In addition, the rates will have been shared with managed care plans to incorporate into their payment systems. Rates are posted on the department's website and can be viewed on the following link titled Medicaid Reimbursement Long-Term Care. If you have any questions, contact the Bureau of Long-Term Care toll-free at 844-528-8444. Leading Age Illinois' February HUD Networking Forums As a part of your membership, you are invited to join us for the next HUD Housing Networking Forum. This is your opportunity to meet and network with colleagues and hear the latest affordable housing updates from the federal level. Linda Couch, Vice President of Housing Policy at Leading Age, will provide an update from D.C. The update will include FY20 HUD funding and several other affordable housing updates. Leading Age Illinois staff will report on the latest association updates. The dates for the forums are February 19, 2020 at the Willows at Brookings Park in Chesterfield, Missouri, followed by February 20th at St. Vincent de Paul in Chicago. Register for this location by clicking this link. Argentum launches Senior Living Work Expansion focused on the future workforce. Argentum launched a new resource available for the Senior Living Works. Careers and Caring, found on the Senior Living Works website, aims to share information with job seekers and students on opportunities available in the senior living industry. Showcased online are 20 careers, across caregiving and nursing, hospitality, and resident services, along with dining, culinary, management, maintenance, and housekeeping, as well as sales and marketing and more. Argenum encourages senior living professionals to use this new online resource to inform interested students and applicants about the range of careers offered in the industry. 2020 brings more tech in senior living. As a new decade dawns, technology gains a larger presence in senior living. Two recent roundups of the 2020 predictions mention tech solutions that will bring better quality of life to older adults in the coming year. Smart Tech was named one of the 10 senior living design trends for 2020 by McKnight Senior Living. Smart technology will be integrated into design elements such as lighting and furnishings and health monitoring which will be expanded by wearing technology, 
such as keyless entry locks using residents' mobile phones, said the article. SmartTech joined trends such as design that combine live and work styles, age-neutral design, and artisanal elements of this year's list. Senior Housing News heralds a disruption in senior living, likely from a startup with strong funding and an innovative model. Top Senior Housing Trend for 2020 reminds readers that Amazon and Apple have been eyeing senior health care and could disrupt senior living. And that venture capitalist and Reddit co-founder Alexi Ohanan, who is investing in elder tech startups, believes the door is wide open for a new senior living brand with technology baked in. As evidence, Senior Housing News points to the alternative upscale multi-generational urban living model that Embassies of Good Living is building. The article also mentions the explosive growth of app-driven food delivery services and predicts senior living providers soon will partner with firms such as DoorDash to supplement in-house dining services. Leading Age Illinois PAC 2020 campaign now underway. We are now in a new year and the 2020 Leading Age Illinois PAC campaign is underway. Like our collective voices, your contribution, along with those of your fellow contributors, provides critically needed funds that assist in establishing and maintaining relationships with legislative leaders and key members of the legislature. By making your commitment to the PAC, you join other members in making our PAC the strongest ever. Contribute now. Take part in the 2020 Partners in Quality Campaign. In 2020, we are looking forward to having members take part in our Partners in Quality Campaign. We're working on another successful year, and we'd like you to host a visit with your legislator at your community. It's a great opportunity to showcase your community to your elected officials and maintain a beneficial relationship with your legislators. If you're interested in hosting, contact Jason Speaks. And now for your education calendar. January through December 2020, you can subscribe to our webinar subscription. February 5th, a webinar is titled, Phase 3 Compliance is Coming, Are You Ready? February 11th, Life After PDM Implementation, The Good and the Bad. February 19th, a HUD Housing Networking Forum in Chesterfield, Missouri. February 20th, a HUD Housing Networking Forum in Chicago. And March 17th through 19th, the annual meeting and expo in Schaumburg. Save the date for these workshops, April 15th and 16th in Springfield, Assisted Living Boot Camp 1.0. June 2nd in Springfield, Assisted Living Boot Camp 2.0. September 15th in Chicago, Springfield, and Belleville, it's the annual Home Care Services Boot Camp. September 30th in Lyle Naperville, the Senior Living Conference. And November 17th and 18th in Woodridge, Assisted Living Boot Camp 1.0. Did you miss any webinars this year? All 2019 webinars have been recorded and the recordings are available for purchase at a reduced rate. From PDPM to marijuana to biometrics to managed care, all recordings are available to purchase here. Use them to train your staff. Need resources at your fingertips? Click here to view the members-only resource library for a variety of toolkits and information. And that concludes Leading Age Illinois' e-news for the week of January 27, 2020. To access all links mentioned, 
please visit our website at www.leadingageil.org. Thank you for listening.